The election had been lost, but they tried to believe it was not the absolute and crushing thing it truly was. They were careful with each other. They did not talk about the sadness or the sudden trapdoor feeling in their stomachs. Lying still under their blankets, they would take turns thinking up names for the children they wanted. Funny names, sometimes, so they could laugh. And then later they would plan the furnishings for their new house. The fine rugs they would buy, the antique brass lamps, the exact colors of the wallpaper. All the details. How they would be sure to have a giant sun porch, and a stone fireplace, and a library with tall walnut bookcases, and a sliding ladder. In the darkness, it did not matter that these things were expensive and impossible. It was a terrible time in their lives, and they wanted desperately to be happy. They wanted happiness without knowing what it was, or where to look, which made them want it all the more. As a kind of game, they would sometimes make up lists of romantic places to travel. Verona, Kathy would say. I'd love to spend a few days in Verona. And then for a long while they would talk about Verona, the things they would see and do, trying to make it real in their minds. All around them the fog moved in low and fat off the lake, and their voices would seem to flow away for a time, and then return to them from somewhere in the woods beyond the porch. It was an echo, partly. But inside the echo there was also a voice, not quite their own, like a whisper or a nearby breathing, something feathery and alive. They would stop to listen, except the sound was never there when listened for, It mixed with the night. There were rustlings in the timber, things growing and things rotting. There were night birds. There was the lap of lake against shore. And it was then, listening, that they would feel the trap door drop open, and they'd be falling into that emptiness where all the dreams used to be. They tried to hide it, though. They would go on talking about the fine old churches of Verona, the museums and outdoor cafes where they would drink strong coffee and eat pastries. They invented happy stories for each other. A late-night train ride to Florence, or maybe north into the mountains, or maybe Venice, and then back to Verona, where there was no defeat and where nothing in real life ever ended badly. For both of them, it was a wishing game. They envisioned happiness as a physical place on the earth, a secret country, perhaps, or an exotic foreign capital with bizarre customs and a difficult new language. To live there would require practice and many changes, but they were willing to learn.